everybody, to the TZR Podcast, episode 135. I'm your host, Justin Skirbo, and today I'm joined by Mike Potts. Uh, that's me. Dude, this is our second uh, two-man podcast in a row. It's pretty cool. That's, it, yeah. Yeah, it went really well last week with, uh, with Alex, but it's been hard to get the team together, you know? Holiday season, stuff's getting busy. There's a lot going on. It's, I mean, it's almost Halloween. You know? I know. You know how many people go away for Halloween. Do they? <laughs> no. <laughs> We've got a pretty killer Halloween party coming up, though. I'm excited about that. Yeah, that's uh, really good. Allie says she's making three desserts. Three desserts? I think Joanna's bringing a dessert. Maybe? Probably? I think he told me uh, she was doing something. I'm bad at planning. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> me too. This is why we have our wives do it. It's pretty, pretty great. Uh, but you know what? Being uh, near Halloween, it also means we're around holiday season, which means there's a, a stupid amount of games that are both out and coming out. And much to uh, to discuss around them. As far as n- news this week, we only have like maybe one or two worthwhile topics that I think are worth our time. Yeah. But what's up? You can got I, something? Can on I tell a funny time. story? Uh, funny spe- story. Speaking of holiday season, um, so I uh, speaking of games coming out. Um, my wife is going away next week. She's going to be gone all week. And usually when that happens, I'm like. Oh, good. Time to play video games. For yeah. Like the time that I get home from work till, like, whatever time I fall asleep. It's like a rare thing. That's a, it's like yeah. a really rare opportunity. And, like, I mean, I think last time that happened, I was playing Witcher, so I had no problem yeah. just, like, handling that. But this year, I was like, oh, man, I don't really have, like, I don't have anything going on. I, I, don't, I don't really know what I'm going to play. i got to find something. <laughs> and then yesterday, she was like, hey, um, are you, like, anxiously awaiting... Uh, a, a release of like a big video game like while I'm away like do you have a thing that you're going to be playing while I'm away and I was <laughs> like what because <laughs> like my wife doesn't play video games yeah, she, yeah. Like, she was like oh I was talking to this girl that I work with and she said her, hus- her husband's really excited that she's going to be gone for a week because she's going to be playing something called like Red Dead yeah and I was like shit when does that come out tomorrow tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> so I was like oh thank you for the reminder yeah, now you've got your game to play. Yeah. Are you stoked about Red Dead? Like, did you just forget that it was coming out? Or? I completely forgot that it was coming out. I I feel like I should... I don't know. Did right. you play Red Dead 1? Sort of. Okay. I, I, I played it way too late. Okay. Um, where it started to be a little dated. And I, I think... I, I, I'm sorry for anybody listening that has listened to other podcasts because I think I've talked about this in the past, but I didn't really, uh, I didn't really play any Grand Theft Auto games like ever. Yeah, no, I'm in the same boat. I never really messed with Rockstar's games very often. Yeah. So when I played the first one, cause I, I really love Westerns. Mm-hmm. Like I love Western movies. I love that whole aesthetic. Like John Wayne. And there's not a lot of Western games, not a sure, lot of good yeah. Western games for sure. Um, but Red Dead and Gun come to mind. <laughs> Gun and, uh, uh, what's the, um, Call of War as Gunslinger. Mm, that mm. one's really good. Not fuck the other Call of War as games. Yeah, like. yeah. Um, so I, I, I actually the reason I had the, the uh, Red Dead Redemption, not Red Dead Revolver, was because my sister was at college and she found a copy of it. No box, just the disc. Weird. Just on the grass. Like, on campus. Uh, 360? Yeah. And yeah. she was like, hey, do you want this? <laughs> so I, I played a little bit of it and I just... I, I was probably just not in the mood for a open an world. open world game at that time. That's probably what did it. The controls also threw me a little bit. Yeah, um, uh, I feel like Rockstar games notoriously have bad controls. I know you're not a big fan of the tap to run. Yes, I was going to say. <laughs> I'm sure I'm famous for my hatred of the tap A to run. Yeah. Um, but so so that's why I say it's weird because I feel like I should be really excited for this, but I'm also kind of really wary of it sure because it's like I, maybe i will really love it maybe i won't but you know i just started playing the witcher again anyway so if i hate it i'll just you've got a good fallback yeah i'm in a weird spot with red dead uh too like i really like truly truly loved uh red dead uh redemption the first one and undead nightmare like the whole thing like i was very very in on that like got every achievement in the game kind of yeah. stuff like full 100 percent. like really liked it um but i think of that you know, like yourself, hit me at a very interesting time where, like, that was, like, 
it was almost like the opposite where I had nothing going on and I was like, okay, let me just find some kind of game to drown myself in and it just totally hit the spot. It was like exactly what I was trying to play at that time, which is funny because it was my first brush with a uh, with a Rockstar game. Like I never mm-hmm. played Grand Theft Auto 3 or Vice City or any of that kind of stuff. Like I watched my brother play like when I was little, right? But um, yeah. But yeah, I never really got too into it. Now with Red Dead 2, it's interesting because like the more I hear about the game, the more I get excited about it, how it's like... You know, they have all these hundreds of hours of spoken dialogue and like the game changes if you turn the mini map on and off and all this sort of stuff. Did you hear about that? No, not yeah, the Yeah, so thing. Alex told me about this. So if you shut the mini map off in the game, when you go and interact with somebody and they give you a quest, they'll be like, Oh, go go two clicks down the road and make a left at the stream or whatever, instead of just putting a waypoint on your map. That's cool. So it like actually encourages you to like listen and like you know, immerse yourself in I, the world. I absolutely wouldn't do that, but it's really cool. Yeah. Apparently <laughs> There's a whole mess of aspects like that. Like, you can shower and, like, cut your hair and your nails and all kinds of crazy shit. Like, and apparently, like, if you... I I don't know. Like, I haven't seen it, like, contextualized. I've only heard about this on podcasts and stuff. But, like, if you don't shower very much, then people will comment about how you smell and things like that. And uh, most famously, and for anybody that listened to the last podcast that I was on with Chow, where I blew his mind bringing this up. The horse testicles. Yeah, how they grow and shrink with weather. <laughs> yeah, he was like, you're joking. That's not real. And I was like, it's a real thing. You know what? If any developer Rockstar would go that far, you know? Um, that seems unnecessary. Yeah. But whatever. <laughs> hey, immersion. Um, but yeah, so like I'm in a weird spot with it where it's like, I, I want to play it just because I know it's what everybody's going to be talking about. But I'm kind of tied up with a couple other games now that I'm like more interested in. Right. And there's games coming out shortly after it that I'm also more interested in than that. Like right now I'm playing uh, Soul Calibur 6. And Soul Calibur 6 is awesome. It really is. Yeah, I know you're playing it too, right? Yes. I mean, we just played it five minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm, I mean, I'm really, really enjoying it. And like we've got a couple of friends that are all playing right now. And we're all trying to get good and whatnot. And yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just really, really jiving with that game. And I, I'm, I mean, it's just, it's just really solid. It's, yeah. It's all every Soul Calibur game, is, at least on, from a gameplay perspective, is always just really, really solid. Really yeah, good. and it's like I'm not like looking forward to putting it down or anything, but I have a feeling if Red Dead's taking up most of our time, it's gonna be like that's what it's gonna be. But then like the week after Red Dead comes out, uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu or whatever oh, yeah. comes out, so I'm super stoked about that. And then freaking. Uh, Smash comes out a couple weeks after that. Yes, so two things I don't have to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. Like, it's just... It's so weird that, like, so many games get crammed into the holiday season, like, vying for our attention. I'm actually really surprised that they... Uh, I mean, I guess I guess the idea is that the audiences are very different, but you'd think that Soul Calibur would want to stay the hell away from the Smash. release date of Smash. Yeah, well, I mean, they're more than a month ahead, and it's, like, two different... I mean, it's the same genre, but they're very different kinds of fighters. Yeah. So I'm not, like, totally surprised by it. Um, and honestly, I think Soul Calibur is good enough where it can stand on its own. Like, I, I don't think I've seen a single, like, really harsh criticism of it yet. Like, I feel like everybody's just genuinely really liking it. Yeah, it's, it's like, I mean, as far as... I have very limited experience with fighting games, but I've never played another fighting game that feels the way that Soul Calibur does. Yeah. Um, I don't really know how to articulate that very well because I, I'm just not very experienced with it. But, like, you know, I've played Street, Street Fighter, Fighter, Mortal Kombat. Obviously, Mortal Kombat feels really different compared yeah. to, like, every other game. Certainly. Um, uh, Marvel versus Capcom. But I know what you mean. It's it's almost like there's a, a different kind of flow to Soul Calibur it that seems, I think makes it really cool. Like, I, I'm inclined to say slower, but, like, you look at Mortal Kombat, that's way slower than Soul Calibur is. Yeah. It's more like, it's almost like methodical, strategic. It's like flowy. Like, flowy. I don't it, know. It's like, it's, I feel like it's more about reading what you think the other person is going to do. There's no combos. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, There's yeah. no combos in it. Well, it's, it's like there, there is, but they're not like, it's not like XXBBA or whatever. It's just like, you know, you kind of just move with it, you know? It's, it's about guessing what the other person is going to do and countering that yeah. over and over and over again rather than just like, Oh, here's my opening. Here's like the one frame opening that I get. I'm gonna get like a 75 hit combo air yeah. combo on you now. Yeah, yeah. It's like you're gonna get like one or two hits, and that's about it. Sure. Um. So it's. I feel like it's more strategic 
mm-hmm. in that way, I guess. Which is probably why I like it, because I'm terrible at fighting games. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, no, not, not yeah, like you're terrible, <laughs> but like I can understand why you would feel that way. I mean, I, I'm really, really bad at them. Um, but I've always been pretty decent at this. And I think I must just be better at that prediction thing than I am at inputting really long combinations of buttons. Or yeah. Um, I've been trying to get better I, I, uh, at Soul Calibur because the last time I played one heavily was Soul Calibur 2. Mm-hmm. And that was when I was, you know, I was much younger and it was really just more of like button mashing and I was never playing competitively. Sure. But I'm trying to like, like okay, kick... A kick is like for disruption, and it's usually really fast. And you want like you want to do the horizontal when you think they're they're going to they're strafe around you or whatever. And, yeah, yeah, and like like uh, you have to be very careful when you use a vertical because they tend to, I mean, they seem to tend to do more damage, but they're obviously much harder to hit somebody with. Yeah, yeah. So that that has all been like recontextualized in my head from just what I want to do and just mash buttons. Yeah, yeah. Because everybody feels exactly the same as they did in 2 for yeah. the most part. With, with like slight adjustments, you Yeah, know? I mean... Plus like supers and stuff now. And there's been several occasions where I've gone to do a move that the character doesn't have anymore. Yeah, and yeah. And I've been like, oh, damn it. Yeah. This is different now. Oh, man. It's cool though. I mean, like, what kind of, What do you think about the, uh, the mode so far? Like, have you messed with character creation or anything yet? Um, I haven't... I... <laughs> It's character creation is a weird thing because I always get really excited about it and I think it's really cool and then I never use it. In yeah. Anything. Um, but I've seen some really amazing. Char- have you have you messed with any of that at all? Have you played at- online? No, no, no. But I I like I've seen on like Reddit and like Twitter. Oh uh, no, and I stuff. haven't seen them yet. Oh so, like, my god! <laughs> like I built my own character and then yesterday I was talking to uh, to Justin and he built his own character. So I was like, let's just go online and like totally blindly like fight our created <laughs> characters against each other. And it was fun. And in the lobby that we're in, they set it up where it's like eight players can join a lobby and it's like winner stays on, right? And you can like battle and watch each other That's battle. Cool. It's actually a really cool interface. Like for spectators, you can watch the battle and then like like drop it into like a corner of the screen so you can chat with the other spectators. That's it's actually also cool. it's really, really cool. But uh, I started to notice that every other person in the lobby, everyone was using created characters. Because ultimately they're all this they're all like copied movesets from the yeah. main roster. Um, but yeah, so many people just like make their own, uh, their own characters. It's pretty cool. But like, I've, I've seen like, I saw a, uh, a, uh, Mercy from Overwatch, which looked dead exactly on. like Mercy. This was one I saw today. Oh, a little Hollow Knight. That's Hollow actually Knight. pretty cool. Um, because I guess there's like, I haven't messed with it, but I guess there's a thing where you can attach shapes and like adjust the size of this so you can you well can... there's just a lot of equipment pieces i think and i think you can you can like color them and and change yeah like their aspect and stuff so i i mean the first one that i saw was that people figured out if you use a, a cylinder and an apple and a uh like an oval that you can put a really really big dick on lizard man <laughs> so that's kind of hilarious and they gave him yoshimitsu's uh, no i'm sorry valdo's um attacks so i was saying it's like his hump attack and stuff oh my god yeah so that was that was weird and then now i've started to really see the really really creative awesome stuff come out and like like I encourage anybody just like Google Soul Calibur Six custom characters and you'll see some like the Hollow Knight is one of the least impressive ones I've seen. Yeah, the, like the Mercy, I was like, that's just Mercy. Yeah, like, how did they get that in the game? Last night in our lobby, we fought a freaking Ninja Turtle. Yeah, <laughs> it was like it was really cool. That's what I'm saying. Like, but what's crazy is I feel like they're putting a, a pretty big emphasis on it in this game because. The first mode that's in it, mission mode or what have you, it's basically an isolated story mode, but just as your created character, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, I have not done that yet. I I did. Uh, is Libra of Soul the one that that's, that's yeah that's the uh, created character one? Right. So I've story done Chronicle. I've done like, Soul Chronicle story. Soul Chronicle. Yeah. Uh, with the absolutely laughably horrible story and dialogue that they have. I did not pay attention to it at all. I skipped every cutscene. Uh, <laughs> I, I read I, I read through all of it for like the first three or four and then I was like, I can't I can't do this. This oh, is man. so terrible. Yeah. Um I I just I, I hate the voice acting in this game. I, I it's probably just because I'm nostalgic for all of the, the Soul Calibur two ones, but like 
they how cool would it be if they brought those voices back for this one? They all <laughs> just awesome. sound like, and I don't, I haven't really, I've played three a little bit, and I never played four or five, so I don't know. But four is awesome. They just, they all sound white. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're, like, like they're, they're supposed to be like clearly Asian characters. I think Mitsurugi is probably the worst offender. Yeah, it weirds me out. Like, Mitsurugi is a samurai from like the. <laughs> From the 1600s in Japan, and yeah. it just sounds like a burly white guy. Yeah, and, <laughs> it's kind of. I mean, then of course the only the only thing that this isn't true for is Geralt because they got Geralt's voice actor who is amazing. Dude, at everything. his stage is like my favorite of the game. That music is like so stuck in my head now. It. Yeah. It's like ridiculous. If you play through his um, his Soul Chronicle, mm-hmm. the funniest part of that is having his voice actor just killing it. Just making the best of this horrendous dialogue yeah. that they gave him. And then everyone else he talks to sounds like bored, overacting, awful. That's and it's, too funny. And it's, I think that's probably when I was like, oh my god, the voice acting is so bad in this game. Because right. you put it next to like a legit yeah, like the voice guy. actor. Yeah. And it's like, wow. Okay, I'm excited to actually pay attention to that part of the story. The only ones I've done so far is the main story in Mitsurugi. His so. is not bad. Like it, They actually fit it into... Um, like not not like the Witcher story, but like Witcher lore. Like this could have actually happened to him. Sure, sure. Like the the overall premise is like he, he somebody tells him that a witch is messing with like other dimensions, so he goes to check that out and accidentally gets thrown into the Soul Calibur. Gotcha. That's kind of awesome, actually. Yeah. I'm actually really curious who some of the... Uh, like, you know that he's not going to be the last guest character. There has to be more. I would have expected, yeah. I, I'm... Like who else have they done? Like they did, they did Darth Vader and Yoda, which was awful. Yeah, and then in two they had Link, Link. Hachi, and Spawn. Yeah, I I really liked Link. Um, yeah. There's I no never, way that would ever happen again. Though. No, like no, literally no. no way. And I miss um, the other guy from two who was in all three of them, but he was a Namco character. Necrid. Necrid. He was yeah. pretty dope. He was cool. He's like as well in this game. Uh, the wizard right. guy. It's basically like manifesting weapons and stuff. Ah, okay, cool. Yeah. So maybe they sort of redid that in the time. And who was in... Yoda and Darth Vader was four? They also had Starkiller in four. Oh. Who was the guy from Force oh, Unleashed. yeah, that's weird. Uh, three didn't have anybody really special. That was the first time they really like heavy-handedly went into a character creation mode. Right. Um, and, I... and it was the first appearance of Zesalamel. Yeah, I remember that three had... Way more characters. Like I think was Tira in three. Also, Tira was in three. Yeah, um, it was all Tira people was that I four. did not recognize. And it's kind of bullshit that she's DLC, day one DLC in this. Yeah. Luckily, I don't care at all and won't be picking her up. My favorite character uh, was from three. Her name was Amy. It's a really really cool character, but I alas I don't think she will ever be back in the series, which what, is a bummer. What was her deal? She was like. She was like Raphael's daughter. She's like she used oh, a rapier. Yeah, she's in a couple of Raphael's cutscenes. She's like little spring pigtails. Yeah, red hair. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. I liked her a lot. Like she was easily one of my favorite characters, and like I actually took the time to like learn her, which was uh, a lot of fun. But yeah, that's cool <sighs> that they would include her. Yeah, she's like a little kid in his uh, yeah. Soul Chronicle. Oh, like I, oh, man, that sucks. I mean, she's definitely not coming yeah, back. Yeah, she like you. I, I didn't read any of his, but I, you know, you, as you're skimming through, you see all the pictures and everything, and, and she shows up toward the end, and I was like, oh yeah, he does have a daughter or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I tell you what, this. one of the things that does bother me about this, though, is the, uh, did you play the arcade mode yet? Like, under battle? <sighs> no, I've been mostly doing, I've been trying to, like, grind my way through the Soul Chronicle mode with everybody. Gotcha. So I have not, and I actually realized, last time I was playing, I was like, I haven't even touched arcade mode yet. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty boring. If I was going to be honest with you, it's ten matches and there's not even a boss. Like oh. at the end of Soul Calibur two, at least you fought like Inferno, Inferno at the end, and it yeah. felt like something significant. And this is just like it's just ten battles, and like the first eight of them are like laughably easy. I granted I was playing on normal, but it's like the first eight are like completely a joke, and then the last two become like ridiculously hard, yeah, which is just weird. That's disappointing. I. I'm already starting to feel like 
um, if I play too many matches as the same character in a row, I'm starting to already feel a little bit bored. Yeah. Which is bad. Well, it's cool because, <laughs> like, like, for me personally, like, most of the cast are, like, actually fun to play as. Yes. You know, like, I've, I never used to find myself playing, like, Maxi, but, like, I've been playing Maxi every now and again, and, like... I don't, I don't know, like Yoshimitsu. Like, I was, I never played Yoshimitsu, and we played him just a minute ago. Yeah, you know? I, I think I can basically... I don't like playing as Taki, but I, Taki. I can. Um, I don't like playing as Maxi, but yeah. I can. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it's not that it's bad. It's just, like, I, I don't like the way that they do their play. stuff like yeah. yeah they just they don't play in a way that i like i seem to gravitate more toward the people with the the big slow heavy yeah. attacks your siegfried was pretty crazy your astroth is pretty crazy um, um but i do i do really like Raphael too but i think that's because he was my like my cheese character in two yeah it was so easy that to was ring talon. out that was talon for me in uh in two but i i don't find myself playing her very often in this game uh not intentionally just like I don't know. I'm just I, like I really liked her in two. Also, she was one of my mains, and I've only played her two or three times in this one. And I think that the, how derpy she is does not help. Yeah. Um, I also find Zhang Hua to be a little derpy in this game. Yeah, Zhang Hua is like I thought she was going to be my main in this game. Like I w- every time we played it, Pax like that was the first character I played as, and I was driving with her pretty well. But then it got to a point where I was like, okay, this just doesn't feel like like I'm not like gelling with her playstyle as much as I thought I was and that's when I found Taki and Taki I think is definitely like my like main you know like tier character yeah I never used her in two so I don't even know how she compares in terms of of that so yeah, way more approachable in two I felt like she was uh very difficult to understand yeah. or get a handle on but in this one I feel like I've very quickly taken to her you know it's also really interesting that this is a series with six plus games in it, mm-hmm. and all we are doing is comparing the new one to two. Yeah, we don't talk about one, and we don't talk about three, four, or five. Well, it's like everyone knows that two was where the game kind of like got its best foothold, and I think <clears throat> they knew that when making this game, so they wanted to make it as similar to two as possible. Which I'm glad because I like I played three. And it just felt kind of different with a lot of people that I didn't recognize, and mm-hmm. like I, I didn't really love it. And then I, I never had four, but I played it, and it was like, oh, this, this. Well, four they added a lot of bloat to it. Like they, there was like astral finishers and all kinds of weird stuff, and like it, it wasn't yeah. the same game. It didn't feel similar at all. And I think that was the same problem with five. Like, frankly, I heard nothing about five. I honestly was gonna say I. I didn't even know that five existed until they announced six. Yeah, I had no idea that they actually. I want to look at the game box. I'm gonna of look five. that up real quick. Yeah. I don't think I've ever actually seen the cover I, of five. I have no idea. It was an extremely late stage PS3 uh, 360 title. Like I'm pretty sure it came out almost a month before the PS4 and Xbox One dropped, which is kind of crazy because it's like, oh, it had Ezio in it. That's right. Yes, it did have Ezio, and I think the new like char- like the new new character that they introduced was uh, a girl named Viola, who like has these floating balls or something. Interesting. Yeah, I don't recognize this at all. <laughs> yeah, this is a strange game, but I mean, it's clear that they learned their lessons and really applied it to making a like a great game in six. Because um, even beyond like. Even beyond playing it in the capacity that I have so far, I can imagine even like even if I stopped playing it single player and I wasn't playing it on my own, basically any time I would get together with friends, I would probably play this game. Oh, like, absolutely. Like, it would be not even a question. I mean, we still play Soul Calibur 2 every so often yeah, if it's we true. have enough people in the room. It's We've true. We've done that on... Um... Extra Life, I, I think every Extra Life I've been a part of, we've had some Soul Calibur time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now it's just going to be this one. This is a good two. game. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So Soul Calibur is pretty awesome. <laughs> been yeah, playing a so lot that of that. accidentally went a lot longer than I think we intended it to, no, but whatever, okay. it's good. But uh, what else have you been playing lately? So I've been all over the place uh, with games. It's like, since I finished Hollow Knight a, a long while ago at this point... Um, I've kind of been bouncing between stuff. Like, I'm still... 
I still have some PS4 games that are like classic PS4 games that I haven't played yet, but I'm just not in the mood for. I, I still haven't done um, um, Last of Us. Last I know of you Us just started. Uh, I started it and then I stopped and I haven't started it again yet. Sure. Um, I just I'm not feeling that right now, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to force it because I don't want to ruin it. Uh, so actually, <laughs> what I just finished playing because I thought that it would it would be like a fun. So I I really really like short linear like third person games mm-hmm. i i think i feel like they're they're like very fun and consumable and like i yeah. i like them for what they are well i know you've been anxiously awaiting uh shadow of the tomb raider yeah like that's and that like that that's the kind of thing that i like obviously i i consumed all of the I haven't I haven't bought that one yet because yeah. I'm waiting for it to go down in price. But and it will. <laughs> yeah, of course. I, I played the first two and then I played every single Uncharted game. And like I love I love those that kind of game. Yeah. Um so recently uh, I think it was maybe Humble Bundle was giving for free uh Warhammer Space Marine. Okay. So I downloaded It's supposed to be that. not terrible. It's pretty okay. Yeah. It is it is it's it is it's definitely not good. Um I, I looked into it a little bit because I'm not a Warhammer person at all, but I find the like I find the world really interesting, but sure. it's so intimidating. Yeah. There's I think there's something like five hundred novels. Wasn't the Space Marine thing like it's the guys that look like like the Terran from They're the StarCraft. Big giant hulking guys. Yeah, yeah. Um so I was like, well, is it just a Gears of War clone? It's like a really bad Gears of War. Okay. Like they, like yes, but like how War for Cybertron was a really good Gears of War. And I was yeah, like, you know, I would say, and War for Cybertron, both Cybertron games, I would say, are really good examples of the type of game I'm talking about. Sure, easily consumable, like level based, single player, linear games. Sure, I sure. I love those. Yeah, um, it feels a lot more like War for Cybertron than it does Gears of War. There's no cover system. The movement is very like rigid. Yeah. Um, it's weird because it's almost more a melee game than it is a shooting game, but weird. the melee is terrible. <laughs> weird. Um, so like I, I feel like it wants you to play it like it's a hack and slash, but it gives you the melee system of like Dark Souls. Gears of War. <laughs> oh, weird. Yeah. So it's like one attack button and it's yes. only situational. <laughs> so like you you heal by it's like it's actually you heal like in Doom by doing an execution. Sure. That's the only way to heal. Or you can go into like berserker mode if you have if you filled your berserk meter. Okay. And that will also slowly heal you. Um, it will sure as hell not make you invulnerable though. You die so fast yeah. in this game. Which I actually midway through because it doesn't matter and I, I don't care. I actually set it for easy yeah. because I wasn't feeling like it was accomplishing making me feel like these... Like, the Space Marines are supposed to be, like, these feared, crazy, super powerful, giant... Whole, yeah. Like, one of the... But you're dying in, like, two shots. And you're dying in two hits! <laughs> like, this is... Like, there's there's a, a Warhammer game called Space Hulk. Okay. Like, you're, you're supposed to be, like, big and crazy and powerful and you're just, like... You're you're vulnerable during execution, so you can be killed in two hits while you're doing an execution to heal. Yes. Like you just you die fast in this yeah. game, and the shooting is the shooting is like okay. There's a lot of weapons. There's way more than are necessary because mm-hmm. there's like a core four that I used through the whole game, and then a bunch of other ones that they try to get you to use. And I'm like, nah, not so much. Yeah, this yeah. is just a bad version of the thing that I have right now. Um, so the shooting is pretty okay, but you'll get into situations where there's, like, 50 guys around you because the, the lowest tier of enemy is, like, your little orc with, like, a hatchet. And, yeah. they, and there's, like, 50 of them. And you're not going to shoot all of them with your, like, totally not a lancer that you're using. So they get close to you, and you've got one of three um, melee weapons, which all have a three-hit combo, and that's it. So <laughs> it's, you have the chainsaw sword. Which is apparently a big deal in um, in Warhammer. That's like their standard weapon. You have the battle axe, which is awesome, and that's what I used because it was powerful and fast. Okay. The chainsaw I felt like was weak and fast, and then you have the hammer, which is incredibly slow but incredibly powerful. Okay. Which they usually give you the hammer during segments where you get a 
uh, a jump jet thing, mm-hmm. which is pretty dope because you just shoot up into the air and then you have you a... come down with the hammer. Yeah, a slam attack that just kills everything around you. That's awesome. Um, but it just turns into a lot of like... One, two, three, slam. One, two, three, slam. So is it doing, is the game accomplishing what you wanted it to as far as like having something to play like this? I had fun with it. Um, It took me less than 10 hours to beat, uh, which is kind of exactly what I wanted. I, every so often I like a game like that. Yeah. Um, And I would say it was fun for like the first two thirds of it. And Mm. then it became super repetitive and really, really bullshit toward yeah. the end. There were some bosses that even on easy, it was like... Just dumb, like unfair. There's one particular boss that was just like, oh, okay, so you take like a shit ton... You're just like a bullet sponge. Also, you've got like 35 different attacks that you don't telegraph super well. And also, they all kill me in like two hits. Wow. And also, you spawn a bunch of excess enemies that... Like, are fine, except for the fact that if I'm concentrating on you, they can also kill me in, like, two or three hits if I'm not paying attention to them. I hope this was the final boss. No. <laughs> wow. Um, the final boss, it, was the, it came out during that time where um, final bosses were allowed to be quick-time events. Dumb. So the final boss was more of a quick-time event. Dumb. Uh, but this, this was, like, the, like, two-thirds of the way, maybe three-fourths of the way through... It's kind of actually the final boss because the final boss is a quick time event. Gotcha. Um, but no, I like. I thought it was cool. The lore was cool. It was fun enough. But God, I it, if it was any longer, I don't. The, the bummer suffer it anymore. Yeah, the bummer is it kind of ends on a little bit of a cliffhanger, and it's it's old. They're not making another one of these. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, it's I from I, I dove into the uh, community a little bit, like the mm-hmm. Warhammer community, just because I was curious um, to see what people thought of it. Because you know that there's like five hundred thousand Warhammer games. Weren't well, a lot of them like RTS games? Oh, basically, every one of them, or like yeah. the other Space Marine games are. Yeah, right? um, there's basically every war because Warhammer is a tabletop game. Yeah, so yeah. obviously it translates really well to RTS. Sure, um, and. Basically, everything that I read, particularly on, like, the Warhammer Reddit, was like, yeah, this game is awesome. It's by far the best Warhammer game that isn't an RTS, and it sucks that they're not going to make one ever again. Oh, bummer. Basically. Uh, so I, I felt better about it than it was like, okay, cool. People do, it, like, they say it's it's not good, but it is the best one that's not an RTS. Well, I feel like the Warhammer, uh, like, that whole brand is so, like, easily licensed. Mm-hmm. Because isn't that, like, the Vermintide stuff, right? Yeah. Like, that's, like, a, a version of Warhammer or whatever that yeah, they just there's... licensed to make those games, you know? I forget who did it. I know Games Workshop owns yeah, Warhammer. Yeah, no, somebody, somebody on YouTube did a video. Somebody good. I'm pretty sure it was Extra Credits. I'm, like, pretty, yeah. I'm pretty confident. Yeah, was, yeah. On, on how it's brilliant because they can license it out to anyone that asks for it, and they never look bad. Yeah, yeah. But every so often you get a really good game, and it's sure. totally true. Yeah, yeah. Because um, you get, like, I know the the RTS that just came out, like, a, a year or two ago is a really big deal, and people tend to really like it. Um, and then you have stuff like Vermintide, which that would be cool if they made a 40K version of Vermintide, because 40K is just... I, I, it's just the same thing in space, right? Yeah, it's really cool. It's like they took Warhammer and just set it in space, and it's basically the same thing. That's cool. Um, but that that would be interesting. So maybe there's still hope for it if it's yeah. uh, you know it's, if it's easily accessible. I feel like I I would love to see them do more things than just the RTSs because, like I said, I do think it's a really interesting world. Mm-hmm. It's just so. So intimidating. All the books are like a thousand pages long. There's 500 books. Yeah. Uh, there's like 50 different races that you have to know the full history of. But see, and... I feel like with a lot of games like that, like it sounds like even in just this like action shooter one, like they just give you enough where it's like, oh, yeah. like I know what's going on. Like, okay, there's there's aliens and these are the good guys. We need to kill the aliens or or do whatever yeah. and it's like a simple task and i'm sure there's more like like greater you know motions at play but yeah. like... i mean this one is basically like 
you learn really quickly, okay, it's a space, it, like, you're basically a Spartan from Halo, everybody treats you like you're a really big deal, and you're also three times bigger than everybody else, so yeah. it's clear what you're supposed to be. Uh, everybody knows orcs are bad, so that's also easy, and then halfway through, this is something they don't explain at all, and I had to look into a little bit, but halfway through, the, the, the third faction shows up, the old flood halfway through Halo, mm-hmm. um, which is the chaos which is like warriors from another dimension who are like evil corrupted versions of the space marines okay. who like join with chaos so you're fighting a bunch of like you but they're purple oh so it's like hey we need a reason to fight human enemies yeah so and i mean go. that's that is a that that's an actual like group and and a a, a thing in 40k it was just like to me, who doesn't know anything about 40K, it was completely out of nowhere. It was yeah. like, what is this? Felt, I'm sure it felt a little stilted, a little ham-fisted. Yeah, but it's like, if you have, if they had given a little more, other than the fact that it's like, oh, they're the chaos and they're bad, um, and they call them traitors and heretics. Mm. Other than that, it was like, oh, okay, I don't really know what's happening. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just finished that, and then I, because, <laughs> because I'm weak, <laughs> I... Uh, and because I don't want to ever turn my Xbox on again if I don't have to, <laughs> um, I saw that the complete collection for Witcher 3 was $20 on PS4, so I bought it nice. again. Nice. <laughs> I actually also have Witcher 3 on PS4, the complete one, which I had been intending to start, but Dude. I don't think it's going to be possible in the current uh, game landscape, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I tried really hard to convince Chow on the last podcast. It's not going to happen. See, like, I, I think he, you and Alex, and I think even himself, have tried to convince him to play it, but I just don't think he's in the I, headspace you know, for it. What I don't understand is why, because like, what I realized last time is like, you, you, you know how intensely into Breath of the Wild he is. Sure. That is Breath of the Wild, but better in every conceivable way. Mm, I'm sure that there's... There are differences, but I, I can I can appreciate what you're saying. Where but it's like, like what he's getting out of Breath of the Wild, and what he explained to me, what he's getting like the whole sense of exploration and like sure, but sure. I'm like, dude, do you want that? But with actual side quests, with actual dialogue and actual things to do, other than just people saying like three words and then you go find a chest, like it's. It's okay. It's not Breath of the Wild, but better. It's like what you are getting from Breath of the Wild times a thousand. Sure, sure. Like I, I just it. it I think ma- it's just like organic storytelling that he likes, and from what I understand, Witcher does this very well. Like especially because like almost everything's voiced and all this kind of it, stuff. It just it makes if he is that passionate about Breath of the Wild, it just makes so much sense for him to play it. Yeah, but well, it's something that I know I've I've been trying to commit some time to. Just because it's, you know, sort of this, like, I mean, it sounds a little hyperbolic, but, like, it's been, like, a cultural milestone for a little while. At at least in games, like, people have looked at it as, like, holy shit, like, Witcher 3, you know what I mean? I mean, people, many people refer to it as, like, the best game. Yeah, and and that's why I'm like, okay, well, that's worth knowing about. Uh, But it's really just a time thing. I mean... Like, I sort of go through weird waves in games where it's, like, I'll play something that I'm, I'm like, heavily invested in, and then, like, I'll want to take a break with something short and whatever, right. and then eventually go back into, like, a bigger experience. Right. So, like, that's why I feel like uh, Soul Calibur right now is hitting at a really good time, because I'm on the precipice of Red Dead, so it's, like, I don't really want to invest in something super, uh, super involved. Yeah. And actually, right before that, I was playing uh, Zone of the Enders, the <laughs> PS4 remake, that game is awesome, by the way. Did you ever play that back in the day? I played a little bit of that. I just remember it being really hard. Uh, but it was also... That was during that time where I was young enough that I was just really awful at video games. Sure. So Yeah, the, the understanding how that game works is a triumph in and of itself. Like, it, it's a weird game. It's, it's very strange. Um, but it's, like, super stylish and really cool. And, like, now that it's, like, remastered and, like, super HD and stuff, it, like... I don't know. It makes me want to play it more. Yeah. I don't know. It's... I feel like it's like the Gundam game that we're never going to get. Yeah. They're they're just never going to make a good Gundam game, but you can just play <laughs> Zone of the Enders. There you go. And it's like crazy airborne mech battles, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. 
That game was pretty cool. But yeah, The Witcher has kind of been on my, my side burner. Like, I bought it before I went on my honeymoon because I'm like, okay, when I get back from the honeymoon, I'm just going to do this. But like, you know, I, so yeah, many other I, life things came up where it was just like I couldn't get it started. And now that Red Dead's about to yeah, go, Yeah, absolutely. Like, Don't go near it when Red Dead's about to come out. I mean, I... I... <clears throat> excuse me. I tried and I think I accomplished doing basically everything yeah you, and meaning like quests and sure, weird sure. stuff to find like and actionable I, content i yeah i did all of the question marks on the map which holy shit <laughs> that took a long time yeah yeah um a lot of swimming uh <laughs> but uh, and that i'm at like 119 hours on my xbox account it's a long game it's yeah. a long game. I That's mean, longer than the longest game I've played in the last, like, four years. I mean, dude, the DLC, the second DLC is 30 hours long. Yeah. The DLC. Yeah. It was, I think it was, was it 10 bucks? Maybe it was 20 when it came out. Sure. 30-hour DLC. The first DLC is 10 hours. The but second see, but is 30. See, is it actually worthwhile stuff to oh do? Oh, my God. Because, see, like, anytime somebody's like, oh, man, it's like however many hours, it's like, okay, well, I would rather have, like, a highly significant, engaging like yeah. polished 10-hour experience over a 60-hour experience so, any day of the week. You know what uh, I mean? The, the quick description of the two DLCs, the first DLC, the 10-hour one, has what is absolutely the best storyline in the entire game and just an exceptional quest line, full stop. Like this, just, this is Blood and Wine. Uh, no, the first one is Hearts of Stone. Okay. The story is fantastic that plops a bunch of stuff into a section that previously had like nothing in it mm-hmm. um it was just there's a lot of open wilderness in witcher so that just like stuck a mansion and a and like a little area and new enemies yeah, in this yeah. one area um which again it's it's not a lot of like new stuff but the story is so good yeah that it was like by far worth the ten dollars and the ten hours blood and wine I can understand the concern, like, 30 hours, but is it good? It creates a whole new area, mm-hmm. which is, I think, bigger than the other three. Sure. And they upscaled the... I forget the, the, the exact way that it works, but they did something where all of the visuals are upscaled like crazy mm-hmm. in that area. Okay. So you go there and the game looks so much better Weird. than it does in the rest. Like, I mean, it looks amazing everywhere. Yeah. And then it just is up to like 11 in this area. And it's also, it's not war-torn, shitty, like Eastern European folklore land. Yeah, it's yeah. like renaissance france That's so cool. the colors are like jacked up like crazy yeah yeah so you show up there and you're like oh my god like it feels new nothing is brown yeah it's yeah. like there's green and red and the blue and the sky and the sunset is crazy and and you're like this it feels like a completely different get like if they had released that as its own standalone title sure i think they could have easily gotten away with that that's cool um it's just yeah it is a radically different like Nothing is the same. Mm-hmm. It's like you're. I mean, it's like you're in a different country. You are. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and the story on that one is that has a lot more side quests involved, and the main story is kind of whatever. It's it's all right. Okay. Um, but the 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 area is worth it. Gotcha. And, and the side quests in it are worth it. And that also comes with the like the true, true, true ending of the game, which gives a, a level of closure that I was like not emotionally prepared for okay. <laughs> when I reached it. Okay. So um Yeah. It's always weird when they add the like the actual ending of a game into the DLC. I remember Fallout Three did that with a uh, Point Lookout or something. Mm-hmm. Or Steel Liberty. I so many freaking uh, Yeah, and I guess I mean it's not. I guess it's not super fair to describe it that way because, like, the game ends, but it's clear that like this is just one thing that's happened to them. And in, in a, it's it's not like, it's not like okay, and that was the end of Geralt's adventures, and mm-hmm. nothing else will ever happen again. Well, yeah. I, well, I mean, so, there was like Witcher one and two, and those games yeah. ended ending. So like, know? like it the the story of three concludes. So calling it like the true ending isn't really fair. Mm-hmm. It's more just like. The ending of that DLC is like, is really the last thing that you should see when you play the game. Gotcha. And it is so 
it just it's it ties everything up so nice. It, it's just like it's just like a really nice thing to end on. Yeah. And then you feel like, okay, like I'm done. Cool. This is this cool, is good. Cool. Um, but yeah, 119 hours. Later. 119 hours, and I started a new game plus on Xbox before I started hating my Xbox, and now I bought it again. Yeah, and I'm starting to play it again. So like that should tell you something. But yeah, I mean, next time we get into one of those droughts. Yeah, the only the only thing that I can think of is maybe once Red Dead, if I can if I can polish off Red Dead before Smash comes out, because when Smash comes out, basically everything else goes on the back burner. Like literally everything goes on the back burner for that game. Um, is that going to be like Soul Calibur though, where it's like, how much mileage are you going to get out of that single player? Uh, I'd imagine that the online play is going to be pretty good, and I'd be That's highly true. concerned, or I'd be highly interested in playing that game. Uh, in an online capacity. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about that because it's Nintendo. Yeah. So I assume no online play. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Smash, uh, we talk about news sometimes on this podcast. <laughs> sometimes. <too>. So <laughs> Not one, tonight. <laughs> one thing that I'm interested in talking about, though, is uh, is a leak that came out. And sort of like... So there, there's two aspects of it. One, there was this Smash Brothers leak that we can talk about sort of in isolation. And then the second aspect of it is leaks in general and like whether we think they they improve or like I, I don't know just I'm looking for like perspectives on it right. so first things first uh, this Smash Brothers like first of all do you want to know what it is yeah I don't care okay I <laughs> I don't have a switch I, I like Smash Brothers but I don't care okay so I'm also pretty uh, like agnostic when it comes to like oh gosh like spoilers or whatever in very specific cases but anyway and, I mean, and plus this kind of leak is like so probably not true. So it's like, I, take it with a grain of salt. But listeners, if you're worried about any sort of Smash Leaks, just stop paying attention or also, fast forward. Also, is this a spoiler of who's on the roster of yes. the game? Yes. How? Okay, so this, so here's the story. Uh, this person uh, apparently works at a UK retailer, a UK games retailer, and they posted up an image on Imgur... Uh, that is what is supposed to be a retail like poster oh. of of like the final release of the game. Now, if you've been following the oh, sorry everybody, that was my mic just getting all messed up. Here we go. Very good. Professional. All right, we're good. So, um, so if you've followed like the release, like the information cycle of this game, every time a new character is announced, there's this giant mural that has all the characters on it, and you'll see them be placed mm-hmm. in this thing. As they're announced, right? So presumably what we're looking at that this French uh, person posted up is a picture of, uh. is, is a promotional banner that would go up in a game store that is supposedly the final version of this uh, this leak, right? right. Or, or of, of the, this poster. Of the roster, yeah. It's, exactly. It's, it's everybody standing together. Yeah, so um, hang on. Let me see if I can find the actual thing. I found it on my phone. Yeah, that oh, is a, that's a really tiny picture that we were just trying yeah. to look at there. Is this the one? Like, do you consider it a spoiler to tell someone who the final roster of a fighting game is? Um, to some people, I would say it really matters. But, like, surely they will announce all of that before the game comes out. I would imagine. I would imagine that they would. Um, but it's like people like to find out sort of organically, you know? <sighs> okay, so here's here's the thing. This is... Okay. God, that's a small thing. So here, come on over. <laughs> so what this person has has seen is in this thing they've been able to cut out figures in this really blurry cell phone picture of characters. So the first one that they see is potentially Shadow, which is an odd uh, an, yeah. an odd pick because they already showed him as an assist trophy, so that's weird. Yeah, I mean, that's 100% him. Yeah. But, but who knows, right? The second one is Banjo-Kazooie, which is kind of far-fetched considering that that's a Microsoft title and Nintendo would have to pay Microsoft to get that. There's no way. Yeah, and that's not a character that I would say is... I mean... You have to tie Banjo-Kazooie to the N64, but I wouldn't necessarily tie them to Nintendo, if that makes sense. Not at all. So the next one they have is Isaac from Golden Sun, which I feel like would not be super far-fetched. Uh, they didn't show him as an assist trophy yet, and people have wanted Isaac for a long time, so that's the thing. Uh, the next one they have is Ken uh, from Street Fighter, which I would be unsurprised. Like That would be an Echo yeah. Fighter for, uh, for Ryu. extremely 
plausible, yeah, given that Ryder's already in it. Very possible. Uh, Mock Rider, which is weird. That that was from a, an NES title. Um, I've never played Mock Rider. I have no idea what kind of moveset he would have, but whatever. That's super weird. Next one is Gino from uh, uh, Super Mario RPG, which would... Which would be very cool because I know a lot of people have been asking for him as well. Uh, so not... don't they have some rights issues with that game or something though? Yeah, I think they have. They would have to pay Square for him because he's tech. It was technically a right. Square published game, and since it was an original creation for a Square published game, it technically belongs to Square. But I'm not sure. Um, and then the last one they have on here are the chorus kids from Rhythm Heaven, the kids that like sing in that weird DS game. <laughs> um, so okay, all, I would say all not unplausible. So like, I mean, looking at this picture, they, those those things are all clearly on that picture. Yeah, like there's no denying that unless they did some Photoshop. Now the picture looks like garbage. Yeah, like so, could it have been fabricated? Of absolutely. course it could have. Of course, um, my guess, being not a Smash player and not really knowing what I'm talking about, is that. That's a picture of playable characters and also assist trophies. Sure, sure. That could be it. I mean, Mock Rider was an assist trophy in a previous game. So was Isaac. Um, I don't know. I mean, I Shadow guess... Shadow is already confirmed to be one. Yeah, like we literally saw him as an assist trophy. So yeah. it would be very, very strange to I, see that happen. Like it wouldn't... It, I would not be surprised if they were like, yeah, these are things that appear in the game, but this is not the playable roster. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this may be people freaking out. Over nothing. Also, no Waluigi, I, I see on that Yeah, <laughs> which I'm sure is going to bother some people. Um, but yeah, so so I guess my, my follow-up to this is, because that can kind of be its own thing in isolation, but like, what do you think about leaks in general? Do you think that it it is... Do you think it hurts the game before it comes out? Do you think it hurts the community before it comes out? Uh, do you think that it affects the publisher negatively in some way? Um it kind of depends, I guess. I, I don't think that it ever hurts anything. I feel like it could hurt developers only in the sense that, like, if they're banking on their game selling based on some sort of, like, surprise factor, yeah. and if that surprise is spoiled within a leak, then I can see that having some sort of monetary repercussion. So, like, the, the worst thing that I've ever seen is the like the Mass Effect 3 thing where they leaked like the entire story beforehand and yeah. then they had to rewrite massive portions of it and then yeah. it was a terrible game. Yeah. Uh, so uh so yeah, I guess it can absolutely do do damage like that. I I don't feel like like let's say this is true. I don't think this will hurt Smash Brothers at all. Yeah, that's true. All it will do is just fuel the perpetual hype machine for Smash Brothers, I, like yeah, that that sort of you hit on something really, uh, really keen there, which is that it it has some sort of effect on the hype machine, and it makes me wonder if leaks are used like tactically by the companies who make the games to be like, ooh, I wonder if this is going to happen or whatever. Because I feel like it happens yeah. too often where uh, a company just sort of blows it. Like before the Nintendo Direct that announced Simon Belmont was going to be in the game, they. Like, they misposted something on their blog, like, two hours beforehand, and the internet lit up about it. And you better believe that the viewership or listenership of that Nintendo Direct went up because people were like, oh, let's see if that leak was true. You know what I mean? I, I think that often it is either an accident or it is malicious, but I also 100% believe that it is on purpose yeah. sometimes um, just to... Get press, sure. Basically, sure. Because um, like, if it's something you're going to announce anyway, is it that big of an issue? Like, and I, I like, like, I, I don't. Know, it also depends on how like the company handles it. Um, like, I like, I like the way that Marvel does it, where if a, a Marvel trailer is leaked, like a, a crappy phone version of it, they just immediately release the trailer. Yeah. They're like, fuck it, just put out the 1080p version of it yeah, right yeah. now because this is actually making us look worse than it is to 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 like pretend like... Clearly it's real, clearly it's out. We might as well put out the good yeah. version of Some it. Some people turn, like steer into it as well. Like I mean, even uh, like Google with the Pixel 3, like before mm -hmm. their keynote, like they literally started their keynote with people talking about 
everything being leaked beforehand. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're like, okay, like we know you know, so who cares? Here we go. <laughs> you know. I tried not to pay attention to that because I feel like my Pixel Two is still new enough that I am pissed that they're already making a Pixel Three. So I actually got it. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? I did. Yeah, Ali got it too. So there's two reasons why I ended up getting it, and and I'll give you good news and bad news. Okay. okay. So well, first the funny part is I I ended up getting it because. Like, I was asking Allie. Allie's been having a lot of problems with her phone in the last, like, couple of months. Oh, yeah. So when I told her that a Pixel 3 was coming out, she's like, oh, yeah, you know what? I'll just get it. And then I had this weird part of my brain that was like, my wife can't have a cooler phone than me. <laughs> I have the cool phones. I, I, that's, that was my reaction when, when, uh, when I decided to get the Pixel 2. I've never had that reaction about a phone. I was just like, I'm just going to buy it. Yeah. I've never yeah. had that reaction ever. Um, my wife has always had a cooler phone than me. Oh, really? Except the last two times when we've had the same phone. The Pixel 2 was the first phone that Allie got that was like, where she literally said to me, she was like, I've never had the cool phone before. Me too. You know? Me too. My first time. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, like, I, I have always had the cheapest, crappiest, most okay version of whatever. And like like Joanna had a uh, uh, um, a BlackBerry when those were a thing. Yeah. Uh, and then she had a Nexus. I, I never like, BBM'd anybody. No. I wanted to be a cool kid, but I wasn't. She, uh, she had like a Nexus Four when I had like the Verizon smartphone X yeah, yeah. or whatever. Um, and then we both ended up with the Nexus Five. And now we both are the Pixel 2s. Because I was just like, I just want the new good one. You know, and having, having like the new phone is very cool. And the thing is, the Pixel 2 is easily the best phone I've had like for yeah, a very long time. For sure. I would even go so far as to say that it's better than this phone. Uh, but there, there are a number of things that I like about this one that, I, that uh, I'm happy are included. But there's also some things that I'm missing mm-hmm. about the Pixel 2 in like a pretty serious way. Does it have the squeeze? It does have the squeeze, Good. but something that I hate about it is at the bottom of the screen, it changed up the the buttons or whatever. Yes. So there's no square anymore, and there's no back that's just it's chilling just there. It's just the one. It's just the line. Do you have that? No. Yeah. Now, Dude, the line is the fucking worst. Because now it's like, like let's say, how do you pull up your tray of apps? Ready? The square, yeah. No, no, no. Like, ju- like oh, all of your apps. swipe up. See? You do the swipe up. Then this one, if you try to swipe up, you can't from mid-screen. And then if you go down screen and do it quickly, it goes to this thing. Oh, it's the square. So button. you either have to, like, slow drag up Ugh, or gross. you have to, like, drag up twice. It's just very annoying. So I saw that that was supposed to be a thing with Android 9. And I was really afraid that it was going to happen on this. Yeah. And it never did. Well, this, like, so... typically the Pixel, like, the, the newer Pixels tend to have, like, the the latest version of the OS yeah. or whatever. But this is, like, a net negative for me. Like, I really don't like this at I, all. I'm really afraid that I'm going to wake up one morning and that's going to be on <laughs> my phone. Because I was like, oh, they did, they did the freaking iPhone thing where they yeah, think that one, <laughs> they think that one button is better than multiple buttons. And sometimes that's not true. Yes, I know the code to unlock your phone. Everybody knows the code to unlock my phone. <laughs> um, but, like, like that's, that's not better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, you're exactly right. It's, it's sometimes having three dedicated buttons is better than just one that you have to touch in different ways. I, I totally agree. Because you know what? Those three buttons that are there, I know exactly what all of them do in every scenario. Now this fucking line at the bottom changes what it does, like depending on the situation and it's like super annoying another thing that's bothering me about this phone is they now it's all glass so it has like wireless charging on the back but right. it's got this weird like matte finish on the back but it's so slippery it is really like, i saw you almost drop it I, just i've now. almost <laughs> dropped it many times already it, and i'm wow. just like and here's the joke right the reason why the metals like that is because <laughs> it uh it allows for wireless charging right, right. which is kind of cool but like it's so slippery that I'm like, shit, I need to put a case on it. And if I put a case on it, it can't wirelessly charge anymore. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, well, that's dumb. Like, So now I'm, I'm just like super scared every time I put my phone in my hand, which is like weird. It feels exactly like my phone, just with a much slipperier finish. Yeah, it's like, it's, so there are things about it that, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not super in love with. I do like that the forehead and the chin are way smaller. Yes. That is nice. I noticed that. Um, Because I was actually, that's the one thing I was really disappointed with the Pixel 2, was how not bigger the screen was than my phone before that. Yeah, and I mean, this, this technically isn't bigger. I think this is actually a smaller phone than that phone, Mm -hmm. like, in the hand. 
Um, it got tinier. But it just looks like it's bigger because more of the face real estate is taken up with yeah. screen. Um, and the only other cool thing that I found is the uh, the selfie mode camera. So, like, now it's like if you're taking a selfie, right? It's right. like, oh, there's not enough room here. You can, like, zoom out and it goes to oh, a wide-angle cool. lens. So, like, that's kind of cool. But, like... I'm I'm, I'm I'm very mixed on this phone right at the beginning. I'm definitely going to hold out. I I would if if I if I had a second choice, I would hold out. I I just I I a lot of the leaks I was hearing were people saying like, wait, this is worse than the Pixel Two's whatever. Like whatever leak they were like, both the Pixel Two has better X, Y, and Z sure. than this. So I was just like, oh, I don't and, know if I want that. Well, and the joke is, is like most of the the other features of the phone, like how the camera like uses like artificial intelligence to get the best photo and all that stuff. All of that is just a uh, is just software, right? Yeah. Like that's going to be patched into your phone. It will. You yeah. know what I mean? Maybe not the wide angle selfie camera, but like yeah, because it has a different lens. So. Yeah, but like. But. All of the the software additions to it, like like True Shot or whatever. I, like now, if you take a picture, it gives you like twenty photos for that one split second, so you can find the best one. My camera them. did just update like today. This oh, did is it really? Different. Um, did it really? So yeah. Do you have a, a wide angle thing? No. Oh wait. Oh yeah, you do. Oh. What? Oh, it's all the way out already. Oh, it's already all the way out. Okay. Because it's it's less a wide angle. It's gotcha. the lens is literally less wide than the one in that one, probably. Yeah, it might have top shot though. Top shot's this other I don't know if that's like a mode mode. Or it actually it just it, happens automatically. The, this camera glitched out like crazy earlier today, and that's when I noticed that it had updated. So hopefully it uh Okay, so I just took a picture of you now. Technically it should have I have no fucking clue how this thing works, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't know about having multiple pictures. Because I did take a picture today, and I don't see any evidence of that. Yeah, it might be... Um, what do you call it? The, uh, this like Google Lens thing that they could have added to it, where it's like it tells you where to buy things when you put your camera at it. I don't know. Right. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Well, so anyway, so the leaks for the Pixel didn't necessarily affect that in a uh, in any sort of serious way of anything yeah. they steered into it. Um, <laughs> this turned into phone review for yeah, a second. Yeah, this has been a, a pretty off-the-wall podcast, but I kind of like it. I don't know. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, think it's work, I think it's working out. Yeah. This is, I, I find that a lot of the podcasts I listen to, the hosts are always like, oh, yeah, I mean, we just, like, we figured we were already having these conversations, so why not record them? Yeah. It's like, yeah, we already do this anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, I'm trying to think of other leaks that have... I like, do remember the Mass Effect one. The Mass Effect one was a pretty big deal. Um, I don't know. It's like... Like, I guess if if I was making Smash, right, I would... N- I would be very like scared of leaks happening because every time they drop a character in that game, like a new Nintendo Direct happens or it's yeah. at the end of a trailer or something, people get so hype. So it's almost like they're very carefully managing hype levels yeah. rather than dropping everything at once and having people like lose their shit. It's saying like, okay, we're going to drip feed you until the game launches to make sure you buy yeah. it. And I mean, it definitely sucks because, like, I mean, from a PR perspective, you've spent all this time putting together this, like, meticulous plan of yeah. exactly when to release what information. Absolutely. And then that just all gets blown. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's really disappointing because we, you know, put a lot of effort into making sure. this happen. But, yeah. like, it, it, I just, like, in terms of, like, sales, I don't think it hurts at all. Mm-hmm. Unless you have a Pixel 3 situation where everybody's going, Wait, this is worse. Yeah, like mm, <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how that's gonna that's gonna work. But the, fun, the funny thing about Google is that they have a tendency to take something that's really great and just ruin it by continuously updating it. Yeah, uh, it's kind of their thing. Yeah, it's like can't we leave well enough alone? No, that's why they have four or five different uh, chat apps. Yeah. <laughs> One cool thing they added, though, is that they actually put yes. Type-C headphones in there. Yes, I saw that. Which um, is like... And they have... I'm they, happy about it. Uh, I know some people said they were creeped out by the, the, the wire loop that goes into your ear. Yeah, no, I, I've had their Pixel Buds from before, so these are extremely similar to that. Right. And the, the loop you can, like, readjust to, like, you know, make mm-hmm. more comfortable or whatever. But I just like the fact that they put it in there because, like... 
at least they're acknowledging that it's inconvenient to not have a headphone jack, so at least they're providing some sort of solution with it. I did see a third party, is like a real third party, not like the, the knockoff ones that you see on Amazon, is finally releasing a legit pair of USB-C headphones. Nice. Like, and it's, I think it's fairly expensive. Who's making them, like, Sony or something? No, they're not, like, that big a name, but they're, like, there's somebody where, like, the article I read, I don't know anything about headphones, but the article I read was, like, yeah, this is, like, a real company. This isn't, like, one of those, one of those things you've never heard of that only sells USB-C headphones on Amazon. Um, So people are pretty interested in that, it seems, from, from what I read, but I just bought their stupid dongle. Their eight dollar dongle. Oh, that you can like hook any headphones to. Yeah, it's yeah. it's the uh, <laughs> audio to USB C. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. What the three point five millimeter or three three point five millimeter? Yeah, that's it. I have four of them. <laughs> I bought two for me and two for Joanna. Nice, because you know that one of them's getting lost. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you're gonna lose one, and then I keep one pair of headphones in my car and one pair by my bed. Yeah. So I have because you you need a freaking dongle. Yeah, to yeah. make any headphones work. So you I listen just, to music before you go to sleep? Uh, sometimes I'll watch like videos or whatever. Mm. Um, and I, 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 you know, I don't want that blaring while she's reading Ye- or sleeping or whatever. Yeah, of course. Um, or when I wake up in the morning, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll throw something on, but she's still asleep. Yeah, yeah. So, um, hmm. But yeah. The sleeping habits of... Uh, yeah, cell, <laughs> of- cell phone talk and sleeping talk. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, no, I can't think of any other leaks that have like severely hurt something i'm sure that there are i'm sure that there are but i've got a leak for you we're at the end of episode 135 of the podcast it ends in like one minute oh gosh one minute (laughs) now we've we've gone for over an hour this is pretty good word wow the two-man podcasts i like i feel like they're they're more comfortable you know well it's it's nice because when you did it with alex were you in the same room yes see i feel like that is a big thing too yeah because when you have like here's a peek behind the curtain for everybody listening like usually it's me and skirbo in this room and then shane in canada yeah <laughs> so it's it's more difficult there's a little bit of like you know lag time um and well there's like an audio delay i feel like when you're in front of somebody you can kind of like read their body chemistry a bit yeah. more so like you can kind of get a, a little bit more of a flow going yeah you don't get that kind of awkward two people talk at once situation yeah um, and i feel like that even crops up when you have like three or more uh, people, because everyone's sort of like like vying for yeah. a chance Attention. to speak, you know? I mean, you remember we've done podcasts with like five people in a single room. That was a nightmare. It's too many. Yeah, it's too many. And video. Video of that, too. Yeah, that was kind of rough. That was kind of rough. <laughs> the the four-person video, like a four-person podcast I don't think is impossible. As no. Like, I mean, we've done it very successfully for a while, but I think now that I'm getting more exposure to this two-person, I'm kind of... I don't hate it. it. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. I'm not mad at it. Don't hate it. Don't hate it. Right. I like I like the like the the two person podcast with the occasional guest sure is like sure. It, that, just thinking about it is like nearly everything I listen to is two people with the occasional guest yeah um, it's just a little bit easier to manage even schedule yeah. wise you know yeah absolutely hmm. so who knows what the future is for the TZR podcast if uh, it goes if it goes more two man I don't know I guess we'll find out the wait would be so long to get back on the podcast then yeah it would <laughs> it would be a long time or we'd have to do multiple podcasts we could do multiple podcasts I don't know well actually in the last one when I was talking to Alex we were talking about a potential rebrand like kind of changing it up a little bit because like yeah we've you know 135 episodes we're we're in there you know what I mean we've we've been doing this for a while and uh, I feel like finding finding a uh, a name or a title for the podcast and sort of like rejuvenating it giving it mm. a fresh like stim pack will uh yeah. will do well for listenership so we'll yeah. see yeah version 2.0 version 2.0 wait and uh wait and see or as as my new favorite author says very often read and find out meaning <laughs> just just give keep it some reading. time give it some time you'll see <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, for now, that will be the end of episode 135 of the podcast. Thanks you, thank you, Mike, yep. for joining me. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Peace out. Peace.